Welcome to the whiteboard debate. This debate started several years ago with a whiteboard being hung up in the main room of an apartment. My roommates and I would write questions on it and have anyone who visited be allowed to vote and argue their stance on them. The purpose is to pick fun and interesting questions that everyone already has an opinion on, whether they know it or not, and try to persuade people to your side while still being respectful. We quickly learned that people would get passionate about these questions while having buckets of fun. So now the debate is starting up again, but in podcast form, in the hopes of getting more people to ask these questions in their life. I'm Connor. And I'm Haley, and we are siblings who are ready to explore our strong opinions on these lighthearted topics. Each episode will include one or more questions and us truly recording our opinions on a whiteboard. Themes and structures may be different from week to week, but we will keep a running total of our answers. This week, our question is, is it better to give directions using streets or landmarks? Go to at whiteboard debate on Instagram and add your initial opinion. Don't worry, you'll have a chance to recast your vote at the end of the episode. All right, so gut feeling, initial response, are you picking directions through streets or landmarks? Gut instinct right now, I'm going to say landmarks. Ooh, okay. And for my gut instinct, I think, I think I'm going landmarks as well. Okay. Why are you going for landmarks? So my thought process is as long as both parties, the people giving the directions and the people receiving the directions are familiar with the area, landmarks are so much easier because if you can Mm -hmm. pick a location and say it's right next door to x they're going to immediately know how to get there you don't have to describe the entire route you know you can pinpoint it instantly Mm -hmm. or if they've lived in that area or been in that area before typically most cities or towns have some pretty unique structures that you can say all right you know where this is now you only have to go one or two you know blocks streets whatever this way like it's right next to it. You can get them to the general area quickly without giving them a singular route that they have to follow. They can pick whatever route and they know how to get there. Even if like they don't leave right now from where mm-hmm. they're standing, they could leave from a totally different area and still know where they are headed. Versus if you give kind of street directions, they have to kind of follow that route like a maze. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That, that was very well said. <laughs> That's totally with the assumption that you know the area, that both parties know the area, though, which I know is not the case. Right, which I feel like for me, giving directions and understanding directions as a set of landmarks started as a kid. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I didn't have a very good understanding of my own geography like one town seemed to just run into the next town and the next town and I wasn't paying attention to street signs and north south east west when I was traveling in a car to go somewhere so my brain had set routes that we would go to get different places and it was almost not even landmarks I would go through like phases like that there's this chunk and then we entered this chunk and then we entered this chunk and it was 
based on visual cues, which I guess you could call landmarks. And then from there, as I got older, still most people I was interacting with, because we kind of grew up in one area, we didn't move around a lot. So our family and then most people I was interacting with knew things based on landmarks. <laughs> so then that's was kind of the language I used. But I will say living in a different area, my answer did change oh, yeah. depending on who I was talking to. I'd say for the most part, once I moved somewhere else, my answer changed because we both moved somewhere yeah. that was gridded, which was yes. entirely different than where we grew up, where the roads, I mean, it was like the whole Cars movie when they're describing Route 101 and they're like, the road used to, you know, bend with the earth and travel around and now they make the highways that cut through. Like we were on roads that did the whole bending around lakes, rivers, forests, whatever. And so it was like spaghetti on a plate being dropped. That's the roads. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't have made sense to have them, you know, first street, second street, third street, like that. That wouldn't have made any sense because they just wind in little curly cues. But going someplace gridded, oh my God, that is so easy. If the town mm -hmm. is truly like well planned out, that makes so much sense. I Yeah, I completely agree. Once I moved to college, everything that I did pretty much was, unless I was talking about a very specific landmark, like something on campus or something extremely iconic to the area that we were in, then I would use a landmark. But for most purposes, I would describe street names and everybody else would know what I was talking about because most of the people that I met down there were from that area. So they all knew the street grid system as well. Yeah. And it made it a lot easier. So I do have a question thinking back on it. Mm -hmm. So I went through a harsh, like 180 degree flip when I first moved. Everything was in, you know, streets and numbers and street names because I think it was, I think the way the, the town I was in worked out was like the east and west were like true words or names and the north and south were numbers. It was something like that. So the numbers only went either like two directions like either north or south and the names went the other way so you knew immediately which direction you were headed does that make any sense um yes that does make sense i was just trying to see if the town i went to if they did the same thing or not but i don't think they did yeah but so that was great and that made it pretty mm -hmm. easy to catch on of like okay if you're at like and I don't remember if I have the directions correct, you know, at this point, but like the northmost part of town, that's going to be first street and the southmost part of town was the last one. Let's call it 30th. And so you could kind of gauge how far you had to go throughout the city that way. Um, mm -hmm. Granted, it didn't help the names at all. Like the names were random. It's not like they were alphabetical oh. or anything like that. So the cross streets, like you could do first, second, third, fourth, whatever, but the cross streets going the other way, you just had to memorize all these random words, which was fine because you knew half of where you were going. Mm -hmm. And so when I first moved there, pretty much every direction I got was through that. 
But then as I started to get to know people, even people that had lived there basically their whole life, I found we all pretty much used the shorthand of a landmark first and then would give like an intersection if we had to. If not, it was always still a landmark for the most part. Interesting. Like we would say, oh yeah, you're going to go to X movie theater and then you need to go two streets over so you're on whatever it would still get placed in a zone. Like you'd give kind of that broad range with a Mm -hmm. landmark and then you'd hone it in for the exact kind of corner, especially if you didn't know exactly the intersection, you could get them there and be like, and I think it's on X and X, but you know, it's right there next to whatever got you in the range. Hmm. Now that you say that, I feel like I did that as well. I don't know. Well, we kind of had different experiences because I would say you were much more in what I would call a town and I was in a city. Oh yeah. (laughs) So there were, and I would have to go and look on a map and verify what I'm about to say, but from my recollection and the parts of that city that I was in, it seemed like part of the city was in numerical order going i believe the streets were ran north and south that were in numerical order and then the east and west ones were in alphabetical order but that wasn't consistent everywhere because if you went on the other side of the freeway one of the major north south roads that essentially paralleled the freeway was a word. It was not a number. So it kind of depended on the section of the city that you were in, it seemed like. But in general, I feel like I did the same thing that you're talking about of you could pick a major landmark because most of the people that I interacted with had been born and raised there. So you could pick a very specific landmark and be like, so you go here and it's like a couple streets over just like you're saying Mm -hmm. or even we would use certain streets as landmarks like there were a few very large roadways multi-lane roadways that weren't a freeway or a highway even but they were just enormous and kind of ran the span of the city so you could direct somebody using a street as a landmark if that makes sense No, that definitely makes sense. Again, you had a much bigger city, multiple times Mm -hmm. bigger. And it does sound like they were kind of similarly laid out where, for the most part, it kind of followed a system and a few things broke it or, you know, it, the street didn't perfectly go north to south, like it was kind of a little bit crooked, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it was close. Um, There definitely were, now that you mention it, a few big streets that people used as landmarks which Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that of kind of, you can almost give landmark directions off of, you know, like people would describe, oh yeah, to get to the highway or the freeway or whatever, like that basically becomes a landmark. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, you use this highway and get to X and then start doing directions again, but you got to go to that highway first. Yeah. It feels like a blend is helpful, but kind of the streets only work if you really have i mean if it's numerical for one direction that's really helpful and your alphabetical thing makes a ton of sense if that's there 
street directions seem like it totally works. In my experience, not a lot of towns or cities hit that. And so mm-hmm. unless you have pretty good knowledge, you're going to really struggle, especially if somebody just gives you, I always go glazed over in the eyes when somebody's like, all right, so you're going to go on third street and then you're going to turn right on, you know, whatever. And then you're going to turn left onto eight and then, and they just keep going. And it's like, I've lost you. Yeah. Too many Same. numbers and words alternating back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like I'm out. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I realized when I moved that I didn't, that previously I didn't have a very good sense of, I had a good sense of direction in terms of I didn't get lost, but I didn't have a good sense of direction according to a compass. Oh, okay. So I, again, like I said before, most towns in my mind just kind of ran one into the other. I didn't really ever pay attention to what direction on a map those all were going towards until I moved and I realized everything moves east to west, north to south, and became very familiar with like thinking in those terms. And then when I would come back for the summer, I realized that my brain was much more aware of what direction I was heading in and how everything related to each other. But I didn't do that until I lived somewhere else and like learned a new way of understanding directions. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. I will say, unless you're in a pretty open area and it's very obvious, unless you're right by the ocean or like, you know, the mountains are to the east of me or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a jerk move to do north, south, east, west. Like go 10 miles north, five miles east and you're there. That is way further down on the list. Like I would still probably go landmark, street signs, then somebody giving me north, south (laughs) and just distances. Yes. I mean, I would tell people like... I wouldn't give directions necessarily in terms of step-by-step using X distance north, X distance east. I wouldn't do that. But I would say like it's on the north side of town or it's to the north of this major landmark or this major road. So I would use it. I would use those terms in relation to other things to help them understand, but I wouldn't ever just give directions that way. But I will say I lived in an area that was as flat as flat could be, but surrounded by mountains. So if I was out like on a run and didn't totally know where I was, I could look at the shape of the mountains Mm. and identify which direction I was facing. And because I knew the street system and the street system in ter- in relation to where I started and where I was trying to end up, I could orient myself based on where the mountains were because I used the mountains like a compass, basically. Yeah. No, I had something a little similar to that where mountains were on the west. The only highway was on the east. Everything was in between. Okay. So if you look and you can see the mountains, you're facing west. If you got your back to the mountains, you're facing east. From there, you can figure out north-south. 
Right. So I agree. I think north, south, east, west can be very helpful additional details for giving directions. Mm-hmm. Like head north on X. It's in the northern part of town, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's enough, at least in this day and age, I don't think most people find that to be enough directions to get where they're going. If you just give north, south, east, west directions and distances, I think most people would struggle. No, I would say I use north, south, east, west the most when I'm talking about uh, freeways. Mm, Like where we grew up, I never... Again, I understood everything in a set of sections or phases that I would go through to get to each place. So I knew how to get places, but I didn't really have a great understanding of what road specifically I was traveling on and in what direction. So I couldn't have told you what freeway I'm taking in what direction. After moving, there was like one major freeway that went right through the city and that was such a common term to use with everybody of like oh you're gonna take i-10 south like you i learned what that meant Mm -hmm. but i realized like that was a new experience for me i i agree with you i think again part of that comes from growing up in the same area you just kind of became familiar with everything and the general Mm -hmm. area, like you just slowly, your bubble expanded from childhood outward. And Mm -hmm. so you didn't really need to be able to give street directions because you could just kind of describe almost everything that you knew and went to for the most part, because we didn't move around. I will say, or I guess I'll ask, would your answer change if you're giving directions for like a long-term road trip? So out of just a city. So you, wait, so you mean how would I give directions for a long-term road trip? Yeah, for like going multiple states. Or I guess let's start smaller. I was thinking about this as directions within the same city. If you have to direct mm-hmm. someone multiple cities over, are you still doing landmarks? Or are you doing streets? Like how would you do that? Uh, it really depends on the area, like around here, I would brought like where I live now, which is close to where we grew up. So there is not a very clear grid system and things kind of move with the geography here. I would probably give them the, like a landmark or a very well-known street and use it as a landmark as a start. Like you would, it's in the general vicinity of X. And then I would probably do landmarks from there still. Okay. Until I got to the end and I was like, and then it's on 6th Street. Like gave them a very definitive, (laughs) then start looking for a number. It's on this street, but... That's probably what I would do here, but where I lived in college and after college, that was a grid system and the grid system in that area ran across multiple city lines. Mm -hmm. So then I would use streets because it kind of didn't matter what city you lived in that whole 
giant area of millions of people, they knew if you said this road, they knew that ran east to west and it went across all of those cities. So then I would use streets probably. Okay. What would you do? Yeah, I think I would, I would use the city name as kind of a landmark itself, like in, yeah. in comparison to the other cities. And then, like you said, probably if I'm thinking that they're going to have to use like a major road or a major freeway, use that again as another landmark of like, you'll probably use X to get in. Mm -hmm. And then I would probably still do a landmark for the most part. That's typically what I went off of. Um, I guess another thing was because I never had the ABCD like alphabetical streets, there was only like half of the streets that you felt like you would ever be able to use for information. So you kind of would use those, but because if someone's unfamiliar with the area, they're not going to know the other random words at the intersection. It only gives you part of the battle. And so it's typically not worth it. You could maybe say it's on, you know, sixth street or whatever, but most people, they didn't put that much effort into learning the streets, at least the people I was with, because you could use the numbered street to know if you were general, generally in the right area, but mm -hmm. there was no way you were going to know all the other ones. That makes sense. Yeah, there were, there were street names that I wouldn't toss out to anybody. Because mm -hmm. not that they weren't important, but there were certain streets that everybody knew and it was kind of just a base understanding of we all share this common knowledge so when we're directing each other use this set of streets don't tell me about you know the teeny tiny one that's technically there but we all mm -hmm. don't mention it like there there you're so right there were ones that we all knew kind of where they were but you didn't use them for directions but i think going bigger cross state lines mm -hmm. unless you're going to a destination like a national park or you know something really really big that you feel like you could somewhat have a landmark it's going to be 90 percent street directions because for the most part unless you take the craziest road trip ever where you don't take any highways any freeways any interstates you're going to pick get on this freeway and drive about 800 miles Mm -hmm. And then you're going to turn off and then maybe you'll use like a landmark and then you'll probably have like an intersection or a street thing to verify that you got to the right place. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think back because when I moved to the other side of the country, we used cities as landmarks, essentially. Like we knew what interstate we were traveling on and in what direction, okay. but then we used cities as landmarks to chart our progress, know how far we had gone, how far we had left to go, where we were going to stop. We used city names almost as mental checkpoints when we moved out. And then again, on the way back, like that's how we marked our progress and figured out how we were breaking up that cross country trip. But it wasn't we didn't use street directions really aside from get on this interstate and head east basically for a thousand miles or whatever it was longer than that. But 
I don't know. I guess when, when your scale changes, like now cities, in my mind, cities aren't as big as they seem when you're in one. Now, when you zoom out, it's like, that's a checkpoint. A state line is now a landmark. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. I think, I think you've got it of it's all perspective and I'm going to dig in even deeper on my choice of saying landmarks. So, and the way I'm going to argue it is basically if you start really zoomed in on a map on your phone or whatever, it's going to show you individual buildings and streets, and you're going to use those as kind of your landmark pinpoints. And then you zoom mm-hmm. out a little bit further and it, your phone typically will show you any major buildings, businesses, whatever. And you'll use Mm -hmm. those to orient yourself. And then you zoom out further and then you've got, you know, cities and streets in the nearby area. And you're going to start using those as your bigger landmarks. And so it kind of becomes a progressive thing. And then as you keep going and going and going, you get to the point where it can be even full states that you're doing as landmarks. Because I remember doing that going cross country where you're like, ah, got to get through Nebraska. Like Mm -hmm. we weren't. There was no direction involved with it. It was just a checkpoint landmark. We're passing through it. Like, yes. I don't care what street, really. We're just going through. Because at that point, mostly, even if you get off of that main interstate, you're probably only getting off a block or two to get gas, stop at a hotel, get food, something like that. And that's still pretty easy to then redirect yourself back onto the interstate. There's usually a bunch of signs and the flow of traffic is going that direction typically. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think when we moved and we landed in that totally new state, new side of the country, like everything was new, had never been there before. And then we lived there and like had a car. And so we were traveling around I'm trying to think what was our initial like almost survival skill like great now you're in a totally new city a new area new state what was my I think I fell back on landmarks honestly like I think when I first got there I started to understand my new surroundings based on that same series of mental like those visual cues. And then I started to learn the street names associated with them, if I'm remembering correctly. So that's like my fallback. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just like a personal thing. Maybe that's a, because that's how I grew up understanding directions. That's my default. Or maybe that's kind of a human thing of we pay attention to visual cues around us And then as we become more familiar, we focus on finer details like street names and directions. True. No. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching a little bit there, but. I'm with you. I think it's so much easier because especially if you're driving, you may use street names if you have like a GPS going or whatever. But if you were driving somewhere and someone said, oh, like pull over once you see the Taco Bell that's pretty easy to keep your eyes open for the Taco Bell and just Mm kind of wait, 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 and not have to try to read all the different numbers as they come, you know, and add that task to your head basically while driving. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. And 
I believe, and maybe it is just the way that we grew up, but I feel like most people, if you have to move somewhere totally new, you still probably would use landmarks to an extent because you're going to create important locations in your mind. You're going to have like your new home, you're going to have like your friend's house or whatever, and you're not going to give directions, you know, street directions to like, you're going to just know, oh, I'm heading home. I'm heading here. I'm heading to so-and-so's house and it's, you know, one block away from their house. I'm going to say, go to their place and then go over a block kind of thing. And as you go and you get new restaurants, new, you know, favorite entertainment places or whatever, you kind of expand that bubble, expand it, expand it. And then, yeah, you can start probably memorizing the street names because you've traveled them a lot more. But like when I first moved, you kind of do the like, all right, like this makes sense. I remember seeing X building. I wasn't like, I remember being on third street. I was like, I remember seeing this shop before. I remember being by this apartment building. Yeah, there's almost like visual indicators of how close you are. It's almost like a comfort thing to me of like, if I see something I recognize, I either know I'm on the right track or at least I know kind of where I'm at because I'm seeing something familiar. And typically Mm -hmm. for me, that's a landmark that gives me that feeling because a landmark is a spot. It, it's just one area. Seeing Third Street, well, great. How far does Third Street run? That little sign hanging above a road doesn't really give me that same sense of security or comfort. I would have to recognize the cross street as well to know exactly where I was. But if I saw, oh, the statue of the dinosaur that's pretty specific then i know exactly where i'm at yeah well street signs they're made to be mass produced they typically look identical from first to 50th like and they're at every intersection so yeah unless you recognize both of them at that intersection it's not helpful or it doesn't give you that same sense of like i know exactly where i am especially if you're in a really big city where Mm -hmm. it can be dozens of miles long easily right so that and again growing up in somewhere where the roads curved and bended and did all crazy shapes like you know if you just kind of ended up on that street I mean it's a little bit like getting plopped down into a maze and knowing yeah you're on a path but like how much is that path gonna bend before you get to the cheese exactly no idea Mm mm-hmm I do remember moving to college and being kind of frustrated with people because they would talk to me in street names. And I was like, I'm not from here. That means absolutely nothing to me. And then I lived there for, let's see, my freshman year, I didn't have a car. So again, I didn't learn the most street names I learned was when I would go for a run and then that would was how I knew that I wasn't getting lost in a very big city by myself. So it probably wasn't until my sophomore year when I had my car with me and I did a lot of driving myself, that then I wouldn't be as frustrated when people would give me street directions. And I was like, oh, now I understand why you do this. This is so much easier than where I grew up and what I'm used to. 
I just didn't get it because I was new and it was like they were all speaking this common language that they got, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you're that outsider looking in, that really sucks because everyone basically has an expertise and you're coming in as the novice. And unless they're willing to like, you know, assist you and help you, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's not helpful. Yeah. And I was lucky. Everybody was nice about it. It wasn't like anybody was trying to confuse me or whatever. Mm -hmm. I will say they, they did give everyone a hard time that didn't know how to pronounce a few of the roads in that city because there were just a oh couple God, that yes. were basically the town meme where, oh, how do you identify someone that's not from here? They're mm -hmm. going to say this word this way. Luckily, I learned that very quickly. I did not want to stick out like a sore thumb any more than I already did. So I understood that. So there were little things where they would make fun of the new kid, essentially. But other than that, they were just describing things the way they had already always described them. And I'm pretty sure if one of them had come home with me for the summer and I had started describing things in a series of landmarks, they probably would have looked at me and been like, what streets do I travel on? Like, yeah. why are you giving me a series of landmarks? So I do think there's a very, like, it depends on where you're at and kind of the common language that that area develops around giving directions. Because I've lived in, and you have too, I've lived in both extremes. Yeah. And it's, it's brutal hopping back and forth between it really is. It's an adjustment period. I will say we definitely had the streets that people made fun of, especially towns. Oh my God. If you said the town name wrong, mm -hmm. oof. Um, I definitely had friends try to give me a hard time about doing it incorrectly. And then I would kind of uh, hit them back with, well, you sound like that SNL bit the Californians, when they just start listing all the street names, if you go to the 405 and then the I-5 and off to the 5th, like, <laughs> and they kind of like, well, we don't sound like that. But yeah, we do kind of give like eight different street directions in a row. And it's like, huh, are you able to track when they're doing that bit? No. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, help me out here. And then, you know, they were pretty nice about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think it's got to be regional. I'm sure it probably varies just kind of geographically. We grew up in such an area where city planning was just a nightmare. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. And I think if you're in an area where city planning is challenging or done poorly, it's going to be landmarks. If you're in an area mm -hmm. where it's flat, it's open, they started off with a nice clean canvas. They didn't have, you know, some tiny town before and they tried to keep all the old names and it got hectic. Like, then you're going to do street names. But I'm sticking with landmarks. You know, I agree with you. One other thing that I just thought of is I wonder if part of it is generational as well because our grandparents grew up and still live in the same general area that we do. They, they 
their little town itself has a grid system that makes a lot of sense the way the streets are named and intersect but overall the area they live in is very similar to where we grew up there's mountains and rivers and the roads go along them but if you listen to how grandma and grandpa talk about directions they use road names okay i'm gonna say yes but i'm also gonna say the reason why that generation probably did it was one everyone was using maps which didn't show the oh. businesses and stuff as much because those could change. It was streets that were on there for the most part. Some landmarks that wouldn't change like parks or whatever. Right. But also, when you think about it, there was probably a lot less streets. They talk about how every single city has gotten bigger. There's more streets. There's Mm -hmm. more items. Mm -hmm. There's more things. So as places have gotten bigger, there's a lot more streets to have to remember, which is a lot more challenging than picking out something unique and directing somebody to that. That's true. And they both have lived essentially in the same area their whole life. So sure, after that number of years being in that one area, essentially, you'd get pretty familiar with all street names. Yeah, which makes But they sense. always just, I'm always so impressed when they speak about, oh, yeah, you know, this road, blah, 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 number, and, I'm, and they... They know exactly what they're talking about. I'm pretty sure I've heard them use milepost markers before. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at them going, I'm very confused, but also I'm very impressed that you described that perfectly. I just don't have the knowledge to comprehend what you just described so perfectly. There's another thing that I think impacts generationally. We use the maps on our phones, for the most part, GPS which will Mm -hmm. show, especially now, now that it's gotten better, it'll show locations and landmarks and stuff that it's near wherever you're trying to get it. Like when you drop a pin to like go to a destination, it'll show you, right, what's next to it. You'll Uh be like, okay, I know where that is. And it'll direct you off street names and things like that. But typically on the map, you can still see what you're heading past and should be heading by. Like it'll show like, oh, you need to basically get to this business and then turn. Mm-hmm. go back a couple decades it used to be chopper in the sky talking on the radio where they'd be calling out traffic incidents and people had to reroute their route to work or commute or whatever based off what somebody was saying going like oh you know this interstate is closed so i'd reroute to x and x and x so it was a much more important thing to know those streets So you Mm -hmm. could divert yourself based off of something you're hearing while you're driving. Right. You know, there was no map. And especially if you, well, I mean, you might have a physical map, but you're not probably going to pull that out while you're driving. That seems crazy dangerous. Mm -hmm. But um, you had to be able to, to be listening to basically, like I said, that string of streets and directions, which I feel like we never had to develop that skill. I think you're right. I think a lot of it is one, where we were born, like where we grew up, our geography and how our area was laid out Two, the time period that we were raised in and got our licenses in and started to be the one in control of navigating somewhere. Like we didn't have to rely on street names and also our street names didn't make it easy for that to be the default. 
I will say I did talk like some of the people that I grew up with, they would talk in street names and I would be very confused because I paid zero attention to street names. So I don't know what their story is. I, I don't know how they like had that as their default setting when they lived in the same area. I would love to know, but honestly, I don't remember who those people were at this point that would do that. I can name the people that we, or at least the people that I grew up being friends with that did that. Um, oh, really? For the most part, the reason why it seemed like they did it was they were either talking about the major city, and so uh -huh. they were talking about the streets within the big city, which were much more gridded, or they were talking about highways, freeways. Yeah, it was and, a lot of highways and freeways. True. And most of them, from what I can remember, their family lived in major cities. And so they went and visited people in major cities often. Uh, and so that okay. was part of childhood was that. And I would imagine their parents probably had a much stronger connection to giving street directions versus landmarks. So the combination of getting a higher exposure to that and their parents probably doing it instead of their parents giving directions by landmarks probably was enough. That makes a lot of sense. For the most part, though, they didn't do it for the little small streets. They still would give the, the directions of using a city as a landmark and then like a general area and then maybe would say it's on X Street. Yes, that that would make sense. And see, I understood things in sections like I didn't care what interstate I was on, what direction I was heading. I knew basically from this visual cue to this visual cue is this chunk of the journey to get to X location. Like this goes all the way back for me back to preschool. And I had from our house to the center of our small town. And then from the small town up to, I believe, I want to say it was to our doctor's office. And then from our doctor's office, it was to the preschool. I think it was three distinct sections. And so I knew how to get there in terms of those three sections, but I couldn't have told you, I mean, obviously preschool, but like even after that, I still thought of that route in terms of those three phases. I couldn't have told you what direction, what road, what city it was i knew what city it was in at that point but i didn't know directionally how that city of the preschool related to the city that we lived in i just knew it based on visual cues yeah no i agree with you i it everything got very segmented and i think another reason why that happened was we grew up in an area that had a lot of trees and again natural dividers where you would mm -hmm. basically hit pockets of like, oh, here's buildings, here's towns, yes. or not towns, but like, here's the town. And then you'd hit a section of, all right, we're driving through trees again. Yes. And then, oop, you're going to pop out. And this is like a neighborhood area. And then, oop, you're going to go back into trees. And even between neighborhoods, there'd be sections where you're just driving by trees. And so it basically made everything into little bubbles. That's exactly how it was in my brain. Yeah. And... Basically, every time you just went into like this little tree corridor, you were traveling between the bubbles. Yes. And I'm looking because I've decorated 
you know, the wall behind the computer with all the maps of all the different places that I've been. That's why I keep looking around. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because I've got maps from where I was in college and like national park ones and things like that. And you see the ones that are gridded and I'm thinking through of like, yeah, no, if I was going to give someone directions there, I probably would try to use a street name. But looking mm-hmm. where we grew up, it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a squiggly, squiggly nightmare. And granted, it has gotten better because it's gotten bigger. Yes. And so a lot of those tree gaps have disappeared and it's becoming more just continuous, full city, town, like unified entity. But when we were growing up, basically every single neighborhood was its own pocket, its own little miniature city. And good luck Mm -hmm. describing the different streets that took you in and out of the bubbles. Yeah. The places, I'm just realizing it now, like where we grew up, that town itself was pretty small. Oh, yeah. Understood it in a set of landmarks. And then I've really, I guess my point is, I've really only experienced being landmark-based in a small area and being street-based in a very large area. Because I went through a few tens of thousands of people to hundreds of thousands. And then I lived in a place that was millions and and then I moved to the other side of the country and that was, I don't know, that was probably in the tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand people. And that was very landmark based unless you got close to downtown, but there were more geographical features over there. So maybe, and that's just been, and now where I'm living currently, I'm mostly landmark based. There is a little bit more of a grid system just because it's slightly flatter than it was where we grew up. So. Now I'm wondering, is that just my experience of the various places I've lived and how that has happened to work out of if I'm living in a very big city with a lot of people, it's a grid system? Or is that only true because I lived in a very big city that was very flat? So it also was a grid system. I would probably argue geography or due to size. I would argue geography. That's what I would think too. For the most part, it seems like major cities, they try to have them be gridded, but... um, Right. Like New York City, that's a big grid for the most part. Yeah, but it's also, from my understanding, it's fairly flat. Yeah, yeah, it is very flat. So, I mean, you know, you take Seattle, for example, that is not a flat area by any means. No, there is is kind of a grid system there, though. A little bit. They tried. But it's pretty wonky, the structure of land that you have between the ocean and the lakes and stuff. It just, it gets a little crooked and their streets kind of have to bend and wrap around with that. Mm -hmm. And the one that I lived at, it was smaller. I don't know. It might have been 100,000 to 150. Mm -hmm. And it was gridded. But I think that was because it was flat and any expansion, they were leveling the ground and they were trying to continue the grid. They started off with it like they didn't build on the land that was nearby that was hilly until much more recently. Or it was people Mm -hmm. on like little cabins with multiple acres and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They were truly trying to build only in the flat. 
Yeah. Which I feel like that just makes sense. Like that's both of the very large areas I lived in. I always kind of describe them as I feel like I'm in the center of a ring of mountains. Like they clearly, which I would too, if I was building something, I'm going to pick the flat part and build mm -hmm. on that and kind of expand outward as I go. So yeah, the grid system kind of devolved a little bit as you got to the outskirts and up into hills and mountains and there was more twisting and turning happening but for the most part where most people were located it was 90 degree angles at every intersection and that is so not how we grew up we would have these wonky weird i hope i'm in the right lane kind of intersection situations happening oh yeah <laughs> yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, changes to your opinion, last call for ideas, comments, questions, gestures? Nope. All right. I'm, I'm ready to cast my final my final vote. And what's your final vote? My final vote is landmarks. I feel like that's my default for survival. I agree. Though I do respect streets and have used it. I respect it. It's got to be grid. Yes. So if you try to give me street directions in some crazy windy roads that don't interlock and they're not alphabetical or numerical, hmm, mm -hmm. you're just messing with me at that point. Yeah, you're just trying to make me get lost. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whiteboard Debate. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today about is it better to give directions using streets or landmarks? If you want to continue the debate and voice your own serious and respectful opinions, you can find us at at Whiteboard Debate on Instagram and at Whiteboard Debate on Twitter. There are links to all of our platforms in the show notes. Since we're a new podcast, keep an eye out for future updates and announcements. Join us next episode for another lively debate. See you next time.